practice like kids do of putting your head under the water and just blowing bubbles bubbles because (laughs) you need to exhale under the water, inhale as you turn your head. Welcome to the Beck and Siri Show. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self. And it came here from Team Sirius this week on the live chat. Beck and Siri talk about road bikes versus time trial bikes and the club's partnership with Quintanaroo. They also discuss running hard off the bike on race day and pushing yourself to do the things you fear. For all the benefits of the Tri Club, you can head over to TeamSiriusTriClub.com and join today. Welcome everybody to our live chat. It is Beck and it is July 9th, I believe. And Siri will be joining us in five minutes. Here she is. So I'm going to go back. So guys, if you have any other questions, please put them on here because I do want to answer some that I had um, sent to me. And I always tell these guys to email because I would like everyone to benefit from the answers. So if you're not a one-on-one athlete, of course, my one-on-one athletes, I can answer anything at any time. But I like if you're a club member just to put it on the wall. Um, and if you don't, I will because I really want everyone to benefit from um, some of these questions are really good. And one of the ones, um, I'll stick to the easy ones first. So I know that Brianna, one of our team members, asked about the Quintana Roo um, sponsorship. Hey, Mary Carmen. Hey, Nicole. And um, we get sent off the PRR6. So I would not recommend, and I'm not just saying that because they're our sponsor, but you cannot get a better deal than that for a time trial bike. And the QR frames are incredible. And to get off, you can't beat that. So I would not recommend any other bike. Um, the quality is amazing. They're wind tunnel tested. They're extremely aero. Um, they're stiff. They're fast. Um, they're you can't get a better deal. They're great value for money. And with sent off, you can't go better. So I know some of the other girls just bought one and got a great bike fit. The important thing is getting the bike fit. And I can guarantee you, uh, if I rode a road bike in a half Ironman and say I rode uh, three hours for the half Ironman uh, on a time trial bike, I'd be like 230 to 240. So it's that much quicker. It's at least 10% faster. So don't worry about the ceramic bearings. Just get the time trial bike. It's way more important. Hello, Laura Cigarettes. She's one of my, she's one of my athletes. So she's on. Welcome, you guys. Welcome to our chat. Siri's jumping on soon. I'm going to answer another question here. Jamie Ark has asked a question about skipping um, the long ride um, in her 70.3 training plan. So as you know, we have 70.3 plans for beginner, intermediate, and advanced. It's all time-based. So beginner doesn't mean you have to be a beginner athlete. It's basically like up to about 11, 12 hours. And then, um, excuse that, that's my wife flushing the toilet. She hasn't got the door shut. So Siri, can you hurry up? You're making a racket out there. Um, so the 70.3 plans, we have beginning, intermediate, and advanced, and I think she might be on the, uh, intermediate one. So she's asked about missing a bike. And if you miss a bike session, um, you really don't want to miss that. Like I would say if it's a long bike ride, that's not a session you want to skip. And we don't talk about makeup sessions. Everyone's laughing at you. You're flushing the toilet. Um, <laughs> um, we don't want to do makeup sessions. So can you take his collar off? Um, so I would say a long ride would be something you don't want to miss. So I would definitely add that later, um, in the week where you don't have a really key hard run. Um, or swim you definitely want to be doing it on a different day but um, I would not miss a long bike I, I think they're really important sessions um, they're one of the key workouts so um, if it's a really key workout then I wouldn't advise missing especially a long bike and especially a long brick squeeze it somewhere and just try to make it where there's a day where 
um, this is not a hard session. So there you go. One session is enough if you're doing a long bike. Um, bre- Hi, everyone. So I'm we've sorry got a question about breathing. So do you want to bring a chair, babe? Um, so we have a question about breathing, and um, it's this comes up quite a lot. People have a lot of trouble um, breathing. Um, can you take his collar off, babe? Um, have a lot of trouble breathing in the pool because they weren't taught to swim as children. So my biggest tip I would say for breathing um, is that people have to remember they've got to blow out with their head under the water. Who was the athlete? We had someone. We had someone that had, we recognized it like, I'm not sure when it was, but um, who was that? Andres. Oh, was it? And um, they couldn't, we were trying to work out what was going on. His lips were going blue and he was having a lot of trouble with breathing and he was really fit. Um, obviously fatigue plays a part too, but we realized he wasn't breathing out when his head was down. And um, so then he wasn't able to turn his head and get enough air in. So you've got to remember when your head goes down, you start breathing out straight away and you breathe out slowly. Um, I guess sometimes with timing, you have to excel really quick. If you're going into a turn or something, you'll make like a fast breath. But, um, and that's one thing with turns, always breathe before you turn. Don't hold your breath into the turn and then try and hold it while you're turning. I was telling Mary Carmen that you want to breathe just as you're going into the wall, then go. But breathing's, it's hard. And if you haven't learned as a kid, it's really hard, right? Siri, mm. Siri learned to swim at like 24. So she understands that. And Do you I have any think, tips on that? Uh, just the biggest thing that we see is people trying to breathe out and in when their head's out of the water. And the kids, just like what Beck's yep. saying. And you learn that as a kid. But yep. so you can literally practice like kids do, putting your head under the water and just blowing, blowing bubbles. bubbles because <laughs> you need to exhale under the water, inhale as you turn your head. That's going to minimize the amount of time that your head's turned to the side and out of the water and you'll be much more uh, rhythmic and efficient. Your hair looks really good, babe. Sue so just got her hair done. I love it when she gets her hair done. It's so blonde and neat and tidy. Well, then we have to hold it. I guess we can do that. Well... Okay. Come on, sit here with me. <laughs> so we're going to squeeze on one chair, you guys. <laughs> My bottom doesn't really fit on a chair like oh, this anymore. Okay, we can go on the couch. No, no, this is cozy. I like it. Um, okay, that's not. <laughs> we're, on, we're on live here. <laughs> Don't want to turn anybody off. Um, so the breathing question was there. I, now, we need more questions because I think I've nearly answered them all. So you guys, if you have any more questions, I'm going to look here and see if we have any more. Don't forget also our podcast, Siri. What's it called? Uh, the Beck and Siri show and definitely have a look, have a listen. Um, we've put a lot of golden nuggets in there and we think it's fun. It's something good to listen to on an easy run or an easy ride. And we really hope you not only love it, but get a lot of great information out of it too. Yeah. And you can download it on Spotify, on iTunes. Um, it's free, obviously. And I think we had 500 downloads um, in the last couple of weeks. So oh, that was wow. pretty cool. Yeah, we beat, awesome. doubled it from last time. Oh, so, wow. And if you love it, guys, please go on and rate it as yes. well. Um, That'd be awesome. And share it because I do think like the value in there is great. Like Siri's live chat on triathlon is also on there. So so any any live chats she has where we're allowed to strip the audio, our incredible guy Cameron Langsford, yeah. who's just it's brilliant. Amazing. This guy, I'm telling you, he's a guru of everything yeah. when it comes to tech, when it comes to anything, any sort of software platform or social media, marketing, whatever. So he's downloaded the audio from those and put them on there. So her triathlete live chat, we asked and we're allowed to because obviously they own the rights. They t- allowed us to put it yeah, into audio. Awesome. So we have have now her triathlete live chat triathlete mag live chat on yeah. there and the wisp ones and a couple of other ones amazing ones siri did that aren't even related to sport although they can be related but they're not really triathlon yeah. specific there more well, what was the lady that we just did one with uh, stephanie kwong stephanie kwong and what did you touch on there do you remember uh, that's all more mindset. mindset um 
you know, your why, what keeps you motivated when you start kind of losing steam and you're losing interest or you hit plateaus, all kinds of stuff like that. But uh, I had a lot of fun doing that with Stephanie. And obviously that's been the... really well. That's one of her top, I think, downloads. Oh, so wow. Far. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Great. And, the and Tony I'm going to brag podcast. because we should actually make sure we add Tony Robbins. So there, yes. it's up to nearly 3 million downloads, I just heard. Um, and... Yeah, we don't want to go talking about him too much because apparently we can trouble for that. Were, oh. I someone mentioned oh, it. Yeah. One person mentioned it, but her podcast with him is amazing because it talks about like how she got into the sport and how she basically was like learned to swim and um, all and the there's challenges. been a, a lot of amazing feedback. From three that. million, so, three million yeah. downloads, and we don't even really know why. We just yeah. know that people love it. So there, yeah. we'll make sure we add that, you guys. But we have yes. a question from for Siri. I'm freaked out about running fast off the bike. I'm worried I'll run out of gas. Even I used to worry about that. It's okay. Hey, that Cam here again from Team Sirius. Sorry to interrupt. We'll come back for the answer of that question just in a minute. Just wanted to talk about one of our sponsors, Cycon Bags, briefly. Um, I'm off to Lusa in Australia from here in Auckland tomorrow morning, and I've just packed my bag up, and it took me about seven or eight minutes. So what I love about the Cycon Aero Comfort Bag is how easy it is to pack and unpack at the other end with limited dismantling and reassembly. So at the club you get 30% discount for the Cycon bag, so it's really uh, worthwhile. So uh, head over to the club platform and you can grab the discount code and get your Cycon bag. All right, back to the questions. I'm freaked out about running fast off the bike. I'm worried I'll run out of gas. Even I used to worry about that, it's okay. Um, what can I do to change this? Now, I think Amy's definitely either, I'm pretty sure she's on one of our programs, Amy. So we train you for that. Don't right. worry. You're but ready. But if it's <laughs> causing you anxiety, remember that this is the only way you can get good at that. I always say, how can we ever know what we're truly capable of if we don't try to do what we don't think we can every single day? The only way you will ever get good at it is by doing it and being willing to risk failing. What's the worst thing that can happen? You blow up or you have to slow down? Like really what's the worst thing that can happen? Because the way I look at it, um, it would be way worse to not try and to never know if you can run hard or run fast off the bike. It would be way worse living not even knowing than going after it, doing your best, seeing how fast and how hard you can go and improving from that and and expanding your pain threshold and getting the experience and truly you know improving your ability in this sport so the you know when you think about what's the worst that can happen um not trying not doing it because you're afraid is way worse in my opinion than going for it and risking blowing up if that's the worst thing that can happen as long as you become okay with the fact that you might blow up and that's what you have to do. You have to say to yourself, I used to blow up every race. Yeah. You have to say to yourself, what's the worst thing that can happen? And you get that answer. And then you ask yourself, can I live with this? And I mean, I think you should be able to live with blowing up. So what? So once you know that you can live with that, then you really have nothing to lose. And, you know, truly everything spectacular in our lives is on the other side of our comfort zone. So those things that scare you that you don't want to do are exactly the things you must do. 
And I think from yeah, that's brilliant. And I, I think that's, that's really important. I think from a training perspective, um, if you're on our plan, you're absolutely one million percent prepared for that. Like that's what the plan prepares you for. And if you don't feel like you are, then maybe you're not attacking the session the way that you should be. It should be exactly how it's written. And if you have questions, please ask. But we always have at least one run off the bike each week. And a lot of the time it's hard. And this is where I found a blind spot in one of my new athletes was that she never ran hard off the bike. And I was like, why? And this is one thing actually I'm really glad I remembered this because when we write in our programs, we write RPE. So Ironman RPE, 70.3 RPE, Olympic RPE, so or 10K RPE, rate of perceived exertion. It's just effort. And we have said before that Olympic is like eight to nine out of 10, half Ironman is like a seven and um, seven to eight out of 10. And Ironman might be six to seven, depending on your pain threshold. It's all relative. So people go out and they go, well, when I get off the bike for Ironman, I usually like run, walk like 10 minute, 30 mile pace. So that's what I'm going to do today. But that's not what we're saying. And I need to clarify that mm, because yeah. what it is, is for me of what it was and what it should be for you is what could I hold? What is my goal? Like, and you have to be realistic. So like, I want to hold four minute, 15 K pace. If you're like a five hour marathon runner, the last race you did, but what is my goal race pace? I would love, and I really feel like I'm capable of running like five thirty pace, five thirty or seven thirty mile pace. So I'm going to really go for that goal. And that's what I'm going to be running off the bike at, or use it as like, I, I want to hold a seven out of 10 effort wise, because that effort in training is probably going to be a little bit faster than what you can be able to do in a race, but that's okay because you're training your threshold, you're increasing your aerobic capacity, you're increasing your threshold, you're increasing your race pace, you're training your pain. And I think we needed to maybe clarify that one because people think of rate of perceived exertion or effort in an Ironman. Well, I'm so stuffed when I get off the bike, I can't swear. I'm so stuffed when I get off the bike that I'm kind of doing like 12 minute mile pace and that's what they mm. tend to do. In so I would do, depending on the kind of energy you have on that day, yep. when I would feel decent, didn't mm. have to feel good because I never really felt good. You'd run like But I would say, what is miles. my ultimate 10K <laughs> race pace that I dream of holding that's realistic, but it's mm -hmm. gonna, it's gonna require me to really dig deep mm -hmm. and really stay focused on not backing off. That's how I would determine yep. it. And I'd say, okay, well, I want to run a high 33 minutes for mm -hmm. 10K. So if I want to do that and I'm being asked to run, you know, 15 minutes at my 10K race, race effort, then I'm going to aim for that. that race effort. Yep. And now the only time I would adjust that is if I was really, really exhausted then I would say, okay, what is my 10, what has my 10K race time been? What has that pace been? As long as I can hold that, I'll be, I'll be happy. Or if you're completely exhausted too, your effort, like some days your effort, you, you're feeling like it's a 9 yeah. out of 10, you're running 330K pace. And then sometimes your effort's 9 out of 10, you're running a 430K pace. So you just have to try and if you can't work that out, like go by effort. Yes. Like if you're running... 1 to 10. Yeah, if you're doing a 10K, uh, like an Olympic race, like it should be a 9 out of 10. Like you should be able to push to a 9 out of 10. You cannot probably hold a 9 out of 10 for an Ironman. Um, you just, you have to be yeah. kind of smart use your intuition um, and think about what could I hold. And I always used to work it out. Like my goal to run in a half marathon off the bike was like a 119, 118. So I would work out that I need to hold for a 121. It was 345 minute K pace. And you guys should all sit down and do this math. It's really important. Um, my goal was th uh, 121 that I used to run, like my best was a 345K pace. So I would try and run sub 345, like 335, 330, 340 in, training. Yeah. in training for those efforts. Because it'd be like eight, three minutes efforts and I'd go quicker than that. So that come race day, 
four minute K's like one twenty four or half marathon was kind of in the bag. Like if everything else was right, my nutrition and everything else. So yeah, hope that helps you guys. I really feel like that was important to talk about, but um, yeah, hope that helps us. Let us know if you have any questions on that. And Amy, I hope this helped you. I'm pretty sure it will have. So yeah, any more questions you guys before we say goodbye tonight? And also, I mean, let's go through that rate of perceived exertion. So if we're talking like professional athletes, Mm -hmm. I would say that the top pros are actually racing an Ironman now up to say 85%. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, those are the facts. That's why an Ironman is literally double, you know, double the time of a half Ironman these days. Like people are doing them men in, you know, seven something hours and women under nine. Mm So, um, you know, the percentages are different. I would say for age group, age groupers, I train my age groupers to race Ironman, you know, up to like anywhere from 65% to 75%. But my pros, I'm training them to race at 80 to 85%. Half Ironman, you know, even more, you know, we're talking 85 to 95% for half Ironman and, and Olympic distance is basically everything you've got. So, but that decreases for amateurs, not because you don't have the ability, you totally do, don't but we're taking into account the, your other responsibilities, your work hours, your, your family responsibilities, all those things that get in the way of you recovering properly. Um, and when we don't recover perfectly all the time, what we lose is that ability to really push and make it that uncomfortable for long periods of time because you're getting uncomfortable in every aspect of your life mm. with work, having mm. to fit in training, having family responsibilities. And that's where I think, you know, the percentages come down quite a bit from what we expect as coaches, how hard you should be able to push and have that pay off. Yeah, and I, that's where I have so much respect, even more now that I'm retired and work pretty much every day nonstop, mm-hmm. and the manual labor and just being um, on my computer. And I do not know how um, you guys do it. I really don't. I have so much more respect now because trying to fit all that around family and work and distractions and being so fatigued and um, it just puts it in perspective. Like you guys think we're your heroes, us pros, or I used to be a pro. You're our heroes. But you're our, you're our hero right. and you are the guys that are um, that are fueling us. So you got to remember, like you're our heroes. Like seriously, like there is no way I could train for Ironman. I can tell you right now, I wouldn't want to. I could, but I wouldn't want to. Yeah. Try and fit Absolutely. that in, fit that in around, yeah, around everything else. So Absolutely. Yeah, you're our you're heroes. You're our heroes, guys. That's yeah. for sure. Um, talk for just a second. I'm going to read okay. something from one of my who I believe is one of the most inspiring men on the planet, John Wooden, who actually is no longer here. Mm -hmm. But when he graduated from college, his father gave him a little piece of paper. And on it, um, his father listed the seven... Seven things to do. Seven things to focus on in your life. And if you do this, you are living a good life. Cool. And John Wooden says that this is probably the greatest gift he has ever received in his entire life. So I'm going to read these to all of you. Mm -hmm. Number one, be true to yourself. Number two, help others. I'm write these down. Number three, make each day your masterpiece. Number four, Drink deeply from good books, especially the Bible. Hmm. Five, make friendship a fine art. Hmm. Six, build a shelter against a rainy day. Seven, pray for guidance 
And I can't read that. Pray for, for guidance. Can you help me? I don't have my glasses, I'm writing babe. down. Pray for guidance and count and give thanks for your blessings every day. Yeah. Pray for guidance and count and give thanks for your blessings every day. Sorry, you guys. I can't read very well without <laughs> my uh, reading glasses. Um, all he said when he gave me this little note he had written was, Son, try and live up to these things. Wow, and that. they're all very simple, but they are things that when we live our lives just doing these simple things... Um, it really does fill your heart with joy and gratitude and um, kindness, which in the world today, I think love, kindness, appreciation, compassion are things that if we all lead from those places in our lives, um, it surely will spread throughout the Keep world. Keep that page. We're going to post that. I'm going to post, we're going to post a picture of that, you guys. So there you go. I just wanted to share that. That was everybody. a great way to finish. We're having dinner with Siri's amazing mum, who um, I want you guys to think of her this week because she lost her beautiful 17-year-old pug who was the love of her life. So Siri's mum is here. We've got to go give her lots of love. But we want to thank you all for coming on. Um, don't forget, um, you guys, you have to take advantage of our sponsors. We're getting such incredible deals right now. So I would not be going anywhere else. So remember, it's in our app. If you're not part of the app, there is a link to it on the very first post pinned on our wall, a link to the app on how to download it, on how to download it and how to um, get the Team Series Tri Club app. And all the sponsored codes are in there. All the live chats are in there. All our videos are in there. So if there's something you want to see, let us know right on the wall. What do you want to see? What videos do you want? Like, what do you want more of? Please let us know. And here's my mom. <laughs> Isn't she cute? Um, we love you guys. Thank you for being so amazing. Keep inspiring all those around you. Remember that each and every one of you is an example. Everything you do in your life, how you treat yourself and how you treat others is being seen by someone. So be a great example. Spread love and know that we love you and appreciate you. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey there, Cam here again. So that's the end of another episode of the live chat. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget... To get all the benefits of being part of Team Sirius Tri Club, you can join us over at www.teamsiriustriclub.com.